Hi, Alduna. Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold and the takes are hot. Thursday Turf Talk, episode six. Today, for y'all, where we're going to go through um, the biggest games in college football week four. Um, four ranked matchups that we'll talk about, and then the Texas Tech game, and then the full NFL week three slate. Just going to go down the list and then close it out with a new segment called Rookie Watch, where we just each mention offensive and a defensive rookie, kind of talk about what they've done so far. Um, more good than bad. We're not going to talk about guys disappointing, but guys that have come onto the scene and played pretty well up to this point. So that's pretty much it today. Um, it shouldn't be too long of an episode, but looks like we'll get it started here with our college football slate like we normally do. The first ranked matchup is Friday night. Uh, Pac-12 game in number 10 Utah playing at number 19 Oregon State. Oregon State is favored by three. I'm going to go with Utah to win. Um, Oregon State lost to Washington State last week on the road, so they're going back home this weekend. But Utah is coming off a big win against UCLA, so I like them to carry that momentum. A little more experienced and a little more of a yeah experienced roster overall than what Oregon State has, so I'm picking them to win. Did not realize this was a Friday game. Excited to get a little Friday college football. Good, good, good. A really good college football game on Friday. They're not great. Um, so excited about that. I'm going to take Utah to win this game on the road. I know Corvallis is a tough environment to go play in. That said, Utah's defense looks like one of the best defenses in all of college football. Um, that UCLA offense, they, they totally stumped last week for almost four full quarters. I think they scored their first touchdown with like three and a half minutes to go in the game. So really, really impressive defense from Utah. Um, curious to see how they match up against Oregon and USC, two super high-powered offenses in the Pac-12, um, and Washington for that matter too. So, um, but if Cam Rising plays this week, again another one they should win. Um, his Utah team looks a lot better than I thought they would look, so I'm going to take Utah to win and obviously cover the plus three. Our next matchup here is number 24, Kansas at number three, Texas, with Texas favored by 16 and a half. Going to pick Texas. I thought I was going to take KU to cover. But Texas has closed out games really well defensively, and they've done a really good job of separating in the second half, something that I think is why they are a legitimate top, you know, five to eight team in the country this year because they they appear to be making good second half adjustments, which is what they mightily struggled with the last, you know, two years with Sark. So um, the fact that they've been doing that and they've been closing games really well, and it feels like Quinn Ewers in the offense has kind of kicked it up a notch and kind of, um, you know, turn it up to another gear, kept the foot on the gas in the second half. So I'm um, going to go with Texas to win, Texas to cover. I think they cover late, though. I think they cover with a late fourth-quarter touchdown. <clears throat> Maybe not late, not up the score, but I think they cover with a fourth-quarter touchdown and kind of defense locks it down. They kind of put it away. Um, so looking for a, a – I don't want to say a statement, but just a solid, dominant home win for Texas this week. Yeah, I think UT wins by at least 17 as well. I think overall – like you said, their defense has been really good this year, and I just think, I mean, this is probably the year for them. They're, yeah, they get a few five stars next year, but in terms of making a statement, this is the year to do it. And, you know, their final year in the Big 12, I think if they ran the table or one loss, uh, it'd be a big statement to the other SEC teams as they go to the SEC. Um, obviously, different level of competition, but I'm still picking Texas to beat Kansas. Kansas played well, but they just haven't played any – big games um but nonetheless a battle of undefeated teams so it should be exciting number 13 lsu at number 20 ole miss is the next ranked matchup we have lsu's fared by two and a half i'm going to pick lsu to win and cover 
Uh, Ole Miss just lost on the road last week to Alabama. And I think that overall you're not going to see LSU's offense get into much of a rhythm. Or excuse me, Ole Miss's offense get into much of a rhythm. I think for the most part LSU's defense has played pretty consistent all year. Um, hasn't really given up many big plays. And I'm picking them to win by maybe two scores, but probably one. Taking LSU to win. Um, two and a half. You're picking a winner at this point, I think. I mean, you maybe win by one or two, but going to take LSU to win. Ole Miss looked good last week, but they didn't look as good as they thought they would offensively against Alabama last week. So looking for Jaden Daniels to have that kind of, I don't want to say breakout game his, this year, but the game we've been waiting for him to have against a good opponent, we thought he'd have it against Florida State, and they struggled a little bit offensively, especially in the first half. So I'm going to go with the LSU to win here on the road, pick up a big win on Oxford. Um, I don't want to say catch this Ole Miss team sleeping because they're not really sleeping, but kick them while they're down, if you will, after a, kind of a tough loss last week against Alabama and, and uh, at home. So going to go with LSU to win in Oxford. Next one here with Notre Dame at Duke, number 11 at number 17. Uh, and Notre Dame favored by six. I'm going to take Notre Dame to win. I'm going to pick Duke to cover, though. This, Notre, this Duke offense is nothing to nothing to play about. Riley Leonard at quarterback is a legitimate NFL prospect. I know I'm not saying he's a top five pick, but he's a legitimate prospect in the NFL. Um, should be a senior bowl guy, but I think he's senior bowl eligible. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's a senior, though. Um, I, he could yeah. be a junior. Um, look right now as I'm talking about it. But they, they have a – I think they shocked a lot of people with their offense. Um and what they can do when they played Clemson. So given the fact that they can score a lot of points, I think they can kind of keep up with what Notre Dame can do. I think they're going to cover. Um, I think Notre Dame wins. I think the defense gets a stop late. Um, so they, they win. I don't know if they're going to win by six, though, especially on the you know on the road. Um, it's a kind of tough place to play in Duke. So um, Duke or Riley Leonard's a junior. Um, younger than us. So not senior ball eligible, but he is still a guy who could declare early. Uh, he looks really impressive against Clemson, so I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame to win, but Duke to cover. Yeah, I'm going with Notre Dame to win and cover. I think coming off a disappointing loss to Ohio State at home um, is going to kind of give gave, some extra feel. But Gave that one away. Game of the I know, year, they I mean, gave that one away. Yeah, I mean, coming down to the last play, at least it was an exciting game, uh, but Ohio State should have definitely won it. Uh, just a couple miscues in the fourth quarter. It's not the best decisions um, down the stretch led to their – loss on the last play, including having um, one player shy than what you should be having on a defense. So, um, yeah, tough. But, yeah, Duke Duke has looked good. They surprised some people so far this season. But I just think Notre Dame is a lot more talented across the board. So picking Notre Dame to win by maybe 10. And then to round it out, Texas Tech game, of course, uh, Houston is traveling to play Texas Tech. This weekend, and I'm picking Texas Tech to win and cover. Um, you know, I've picked them most weeks, and they haven't come through. They're, they have three losses, but they're all in the last minute of the game to where they could have won it if a couple of plays went their way. Uh, they could be undefeated. So not too much is – like their record isn't really an accurate depiction of how they've played. Now, some decisions they've made is an accurate depiction, but in terms of overall – how they've played, especially on defense. The defense has looked really solid for the most part. Um, and I expect them to keep it going against a Houston team that they're pretty familiar with. Um, even though they're just joining the conference this year, they've played in the past two years, um, last year being in Lubbock as well. So looking forward to this game, but I think Tech wins by 10 or so. I think 
make a statement at in your home conference opener? Kentucky to win. Um, obviously, not an ideal start to the season. You lose Tyler Shuck last week, and I know we talked a lot about Tyler Shuck on this podcast. I do want to say um, that guy's tough as nails. Uh, you took a snap on a broken fibula. Um, so I have nothing but respect for Ty, nothing but respect for the, the player that he is and, and the worker that he is and the you just the, the toughness that he possesses. Um, you know, obviously, we wanted Morton to get a look um, just to see what we had in him, but that was certainly the last way I wanted it to happen. Um, I hope the best for Ty. I hope he recovers. Hope he's healthy. Hope he can kind of, you know, get to the NFL, make a practice squad, make a roster. Um, want the nothing, nothing but the best for that dude. I just wanted to say that. I know we talk a lot about it. I'm on this pod, and I've been pretty vocal about wanting to get Morton a shot. Um, and kind of the disappointment that I had in the way that he'd played against Oregon. But uh, I do want to say nothing but respect for that dude. Um, the fact that he took a snap on a broken fibula and still wanted to go out there and play is um, beyond impressive and admirable. So nothing but respect for that guy and what he's done for the program. Um, that's how I think Texas Tech wins this game. With Baron Morton at quarterback, I think they don't cover it eight and a half, though. They have not shown me that they can pull away in a game. I know they played Tarleton and they rolled them, but it's Tarleton. I know this Houston team is not very good. This is a budding rivalry, though, with the comments that Dan Holgerson has made in the past about the program and kind of the way that these two teams have played each other in the last two years. I, I know Houston's not nearly as talented as they were last year. I just I think this is going to be a close game. I think Tech is going to be in every single game they're going to be in. It's going to be a one-score game this year for the most part. Um, kind of the way that, that that team feels like they're going to play in games. It feels like they're going to let people hang around when they shouldn't. This is a game where they should. They shouldn't let Houston hang around. They're going to. So Tech wins. Houston covers eight and a half. That kind of wraps it up for our <clears throat> college football talk of the week. Um, I'm getting into NFL week four here. Um, we've got our, our main games to talk about. I know I picked one. Uh, I'll let Breck pick. we got the primetime games, uh, Ravens game, Chargers game, and then we'll each pick a game to talk about. Um, first one up here is Lions at Packers, a Thursday night game. Lions favored by one and a half on the road. I'm going to take them to win, take them to cover. Um, impressive win this past week to kind of bounce back after a tough Tough home overtime loss to the to the Seahawks with a good win against the Falcons, 20 to six, dominant win. Taking them to win to beat the Packers on the road, um, make a statement to go into Lambeau and beat it to a Packers team that isn't all world, but they're two and one. They've won some games. Jordan Love looks good. So looking for the Lions to make another statement here on the road, kind of an, an NFC North statement, if you will. Yeah, I'm picking the Lions to win as well. I think their only loss being to Seattle in overtime was tough. I know Seattle. Hasn't looked great. They got beat pretty bad by uh, the Rams in week one. But picking the Lions to beat the Packers, I think they just have the better roster, honestly, more experienced, and that always helps. Um, being on the road, not really a road game. I mean, there's still be a good bit of Giants – or, excuse me, Lions fans there. But picking Detroit to win and cover. And then at noon on Sunday, we have the Ravens at Browns. Um, the Ravens were favored, but now the Browns are favored by three. Uh I would assume from injuries. Browns have the number one defense in the NFL to this point. Granted, they haven't really played any good teams, but I mean, they have number one scoring and uh, yardage defense. Picking the Ravens to win, I think. I mean, it's in Cleveland, but the Ravens get a couple guys back, hopefully, for the game. I'm not sure, but um, I don't think the Browns' offense is going to be able to do enough to help their defense out. So I'm picking the Ravens to win a close game. Taking the Ravens to win one, cover the three-point spread on the road. Uh, I just I don't think that the Browns have seen an offense that's clicking at the level that the Ravens' offense is right now, at least the way they've been able to run the ball with Lamar Jackson. Um, I know they saw a really good offense in the Bengals in week one, but 
that was Joe's first live football snaps against a live defense since the AFC Championship game, and that's a long time. So he's coming off an injury. He clearly wasn't fully healthy. So um, I think this is the first time they're going to get a real challenge offensively against a, co- a somewhat cohesive unit after playing the Titans and the Steelers at two prior weeks. So taking the Ravens to win on the road and cover. Their de- Ravens defense also, also looks really good. Um, Deshaun Watson has looked average at best, more pedestrian than average, frankly, at quarterback. So not looking for a big game from him, to be honest. I think it's the Ravens defense that looks to be pretty good this year. Next game on the list, I, this is the game that I picked I thought would be really interesting. It's probably going to be the early game that I watched this week. Um, it's going to be the Dolphins at Bills game. Buffalo cut, are f- favored by two and a half at home. I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win and the Dolphins to cover two and a half because I'm kind of just picking a winner there. Pick the winner, you're going to take the Dolphins to cover. Um, I don't think they're this juggernaut world beater people think they're going to be. I think they've they got lucky playing the Chargers week one of the t- terrible defense. And they, and they should have lost that game, frankly. The, t- the Chargers should have gone on one game, kicked the field goal and won. Kicker missed, kicker missed a PAT to go up three. They missed it. That's a, that's a game you should lose um, when the quarterback gets the ball back with, with a minute left and a timeout. But that said, they, they, they stuck out of that game. Uh, who they play, I forget who they played. We took the, Patri- the Patriots week two. Nothing great there. And then they played a Broncos yeah. team that they were, was clearly unprepared, unprepared and, and, and undermatched from an athlete standpoint. I think they win this game still. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I know the Bills are favored, and I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, I think they win this game. That said, I think we're going to find out this week that they're not bulletproof. And someone's someone's going to crack the code on this offense. And it's going to start with how do we how do we get to a Tungle Vailoa flustered? Someone's going to have to do it. The offensive line's been playing over. They've overachieved. They play better than everyone thinks they're, they're going to, me included. But it's going to start with how do we get him flustered and how do we make him get him off his spot? Because when that happens, it's great you're throwing a wide open receivers and not a lot of pressure. But what happens when we take that away is kind of what I want to see. Um, put it this way. I don't know if the Dolphins are winning because of Tua yet. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what teams are going to have to prove. So uh, kind of looking for the Bills to have a, a good week. Lose the game, but um, looking for them to kind of. I don't want to say crack the code, but put something on tape that helps the defenses around the league to stop this offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Dolphins to win as well. Um, I don't, I mean, the Bills killed the Commanders last week, but outside of that, they've not done anything impressive. So I'm still picking the Dolphins to win. Their offense has been incredible to this point, um, and they might get Jalen Waddle back this week. I, maybe not. We'll see. Big divisional game, but um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if the Bills' defense is going to be enough to slow the Dolphins offense. I mean, obviously the Dolphins aren't going to put up 70 um, ever, I mean, for the rest of the year, but I still think the Dolphins could get to 35. Um, I just think they'll be able to outscore the Bills. It is going to be tough playing at Buffalo, um, but obviously something Miami does every year, um, and they're they're clicking right now. The Bills haven't really found their groove yet on either side of the ball. Um, I mean, they lost to a Zach Wilson-led Jets team in the opening game. And then forget who they played week two. And then, like I said, beat the Commanders. So I'm really looking for the Bills to make a statement. But I just think the Dolphins are going to play a little better and win that one. Um, The game I'm picking is the Steelers at Texans. I think the Steelers' offense has looked awful. Um, I'll get to the Texans. I'll talk a little bit about them at the end of the episode. but. They've they've looked pretty good overall, a little better than I expected with an entirely new organization, basically. Um, 
picking the Texans to win and cover. I think the Steelers' defense isn't going to be able to play well enough to cover their offensive miscues. And I just think the Texans are going to outplay them. It's in Houston, and I think the Steelers have gotten kind of lucky with their matchups. I mean, another one this week with the Texans, just a, kind of a lackluster opponent. But I'm going with Texans, I think they're headed in the right direction, and they're only only building chemistry, um, especially on offense, as the season progresses. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers to win, Texans to cover at plus three. Uh, I think this is a tight game. The Steelers have been in tight games the last two weeks, and they've won. Um, I'll say Mike Tomlin-led team against a rookie quarterback. As good as CJ has looked thus far, I think we're going to see they also have not seen an edge rusher the caliber of TJ Watt. And that offensive line has not had to deal with anybody like him yet. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Texans played, played the Ravens week one, they played the Jags, and then they, they played the Colts two weeks ago. None of those teams have an edge rusher that's TJ Watt. There's maybe two or three other guys in the league that are on his caliber, on his level. So I just don't think, I just don't think, um, I don't know how they're going to respond. I think it's going to be a tight game in a low scoring game. I think, Houston Texans cover at home and I think that the Steelers get a close win um, just given the fact that they're going to give through well coached teams and teams with good head coaches tend to do well against rookie quarterbacks because they throw something at them that they've never seen before it's the reason why the Pats are I think Bill Belichick has never lost to a rookie quarterback I genuinely I think that's the, I think that's a real stat um, he has a knack for giving guys tough times and I think you look at just well coached teams in general I think the Rams do a good job of that the Niners do a good job of that Steelers do a good job of that with with Mike Tomlin having a game plan. I know he's not a defensive coach, but he's got his guys ready to play every Sunday. So um, I think that they're going to give CJ a tough time and the looks are going to give him. That's the ending of the cover because the Steelers offense is not very good. Um, next game on the state we'll talk about is the Raiders at Chargers. Chargers picked up a big win last week. Uh, Raiders have lost two straight after beating the Broncos in week one. Um, Chargers favored by five and a half at home, taking the Chargers to win taking the Raiders to cover five and a half because that's too many points for the defense to give up. Um, I don't think the Chargers win by, a, you know, more than a touchdown because I think that, you know, they either get the ball back with, you know, up late and they just up a couple points late and they they kill the game and they, they need it out and win the game or they have to go score and win the game late. So until the defense shows they can stop somebody, um, which they didn't, they couldn't stop the Titans, the lowly Titans offense. So that tells me no reason they, they're going to be able to stop. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. So picking the Chargers to win because I think the offense looks really good and Justin Herbert looks like an MVP right now. The way he's played, no turnovers, the passing yards he's made, or the completions he's made, the way he's throwing the football, the way he's executing. Looks great. Um, picking the Raiders to cover, though. And I, just, I don't think the defense can can not surrender enough points to win by uh, five and a half or more. So, Yeah, I'm picking the Chargers to win and cover. Um, I think, I mean, unfortunately for them, they've played all the best receivers in the first four weeks. They had Tyreek week one, uh, Justin Jefferson last week, and then Devontae this week. Um, And I think just overall their offense is going to outplay the Raiders' offense at home. I don't think either team's going to, like you said, play a whole lot of defense. Um, But I expect them to score more than 30 this game. And I don't know if the Raiders are getting a 30. So that's why I'm picking them to win by six or more. Um, maybe maybe win by six. But I just think five and a half point spread will be covered uh, by the Chargers. And then 
Moving on to the night games. So Sunday night, we have the Chiefs at Jets. This uh, would have been a good game looking at the season schedule before it started. Uh, could have yeah. been a close game, but with the way the Jets are looking, um, it's just, they're in a really tough spot right now. Um, helps a little bit, but not enough. And I think the Chiefs are going to win by 10 or more. I just don't think the Jets are going to be able to keep up. Um, and the Jets have played okay defense, but not good enough to you know stay with the Chiefs, whose offense has come on strong in the past couple of weeks. So looking for the Chiefs to win it here and make it three in a row. Listen, if Taylor Swift's in, att- in, in attendance, Travis is going to have a, another day. Um, no, on a serious note, Chiefs win, Chiefs cover. Nine and a half is a big spread in the NFL, but ultimately the quarterback play for the Jets is such a problem. I know they want to be competitive this year, and if they lose this week, I don't see how they're not trading for a quarterback. Kirk Cousins might as well be a Jet right now. The thing, so I'll touch on this a little bit while while we're on it. Um, I don't see why the Jet or the the Vikings don't trade Kirk. They're zero and three. They're clearly not bringing him back next year. And I get that you don't want to tell Justin Jefferson, like, hey, guess what? Uh, you, you know, who's their backup? Is it, is it Simeon? Is Trevor Simeon their backup? Whoever it is. I know they have Jaron They have Jaren Hall, who they drafted on the team. Like, hey, right. Jaron Hall is throwing you, throwing you passes. I get that that sucks in a contract year. That said, he's going to get his money one way or another from the Vikings. And I think that he's got to realize it's for the betterment of the future of the team to get rid of Kirk now. I don't know if Kirk's going to have a higher value than he does in the next week or two. I don't think they can wait till the deadline. And I don't think the Jets can wait till the deadline to be competitive. I get that. The, I, I understand the whole part of like the, the other part of that argument is, oh, well, the Jets want to be competitive in the draft, too. Like, I get that. You know, so I, I don't know. It ultimately comes down to if Joe Douglas and company wants to suck this year and draft a quarterback of the future for when Rodgers probably retires after that, after this season, after he comes back from the Achilles, he plays a year and retires. Or do they want to be competitive now? Personally. I would choose to the draft capital. I just don't think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to do that. That's kind of why I'm putting this out there that Kirk should be a, a Jet. Um, I'm not an NFL GM. I'm not the GM of the Jets. That's just what I would do. Um, that's that's given what I think they're going to do. That is the route they should go as the trade for Kirk Cousins. And I think the Vikings should be doing everything in their power to unload Kirk Cousins for at least a second round pick, a second third round pick in the next you know week or two because I. They're 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 not winning the division. They're not. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, and I get that that's kind of punning on the season, but whatever. Um, we'll keep it pushing here and get to the Seahawks and the Giants as our Monday night game. Even the line. Uh, I think when you look at the other sports books, Seattle's favored by a half point. I think on DraftKings, I think FanDuel's got the Giants by a point and a half. So, um, even seems like a pretty fair line. I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win, win by a few points probably. I know it's in New York. It's Monday night. Um, that said, they just have looked better overall. Uh, I know they had a tough week one against the Rams, but that's against one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I just don't know if uh, if Danny Downs can get it done and kind of match the points I think the Seahawks can put up this week. Yeah, I'm going with Seahawks as well. I just think, I mean, the Giants are one and two, but that one win was a comeback victory against the Cardinals. So um, I don't really think the Giants have played that great, and I don't think they're going to turn it around this week magically. I think the Seahawks are a much better coached, more experienced team. And 
They're going to come through in the end for a road dub on Monday Night Football. And, yeah, I just think they're going to play better ball across the board. Their defense is going to give New York's offense some problems. And I think Seahawks are going to go to, oh, that'd be three and one after opening week loss. So big road win against the Giants. And they already have a winning over the Lions. So I think that should be an exciting game with an even line. I mean, you would think it would be, but hopefully it ends up being a good one. I'm with you there. Um, kind of getting quickly into the rest of the games here. Um, I'll roll down what all my picks are going to be, and then I'll let Brett mirror it. Um, I think it's probably faster if we do it that way. Um, Falcons, or sorry, Falcons at Jags. Jags by three. I'm going to take the Jaguars to win. Atlanta to cover the three. Next one, Broncos at Bears. Denver favored by three and a half on the road. I'll take the Broncos to win. Broncos to cover the three and a half. Vikings at Panthers. Minnesota favored by three and a half on the road. Going to take the Vikings to win. Panthers to cover the three and a half. Rams at Colts, Indy favored by one at home. Going to take the Rams to win and cover the one. Bucks at Saints, New Orleans favored by three at home. Going to take the Bucks to win and cover the three. Commanders at Eagles, Eagles favored by eight at home. Going to take Philly to win, Philly to cover the eight. Bengals at Titans, Cincy favored by two and a half on the road. Bengals to win and cover uh, the two and a half. Patriots at Cowboys, Dallas favored by seven at home. Taking the Cowboys to win, but the Pats to cover the seven points. And the last one is the Cardinals at the 49ers. San Francisco favored by 14 at home. Going to take the Niners to cover a win and cover the 14 at home. And going down the list for me, starting with Falcons at Jags, picking the Jags to win and cover in London. Uh, Broncos at Bears, picking the Bears to win. Um, I guess upset as the Broncos are favored, but I think the Bears are going to play a little better this week at home. And I mean, the both teams will look bad, but Picking the Bears just look less bad. So, going with them. Um, for Vikings at Panthers, picking the Vikings to win, but the Panthers to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. Rams at Colts, picking the Rams to win and cover, as the Colts are favored by one. Bucks at Saints, I'm picking the Saints to win and cover in New Orleans. Commanders at Eagles, picking the Eagles to win by more than eight and cover. Bengals at Titans, I'm picking the Bengals to win. I just think they're gonna offense is gonna continue to improve and find a groove uh this week as they get guys playing together more frequently. Uh Patriots at Cowboys, Cowboys to win, but New England to lose by less than seven, as that's the line. And then Cardinals at Niners. I'm picking the Niners to win, but the Cardinals to cover. I think uh divisional game, yeah, it's in San Francisco, but um I just think the Cardinals are going to play a little better this week um, and make it a little closer than people think. So, wraps up the NFL slate. Going to get into our rookie watch now. Like I said earlier, that we're each going to talk about a defensive and offensive rookie that was taken in the 2023 draft and just kind of run down how they've looked, um, kind of their fit and stuff like that. So, not going to spend more than a minute or so probably on uh, any of these guys, but my defensive guy is Christian Gonzalez, the corner who was selected 17th overall by the New England Patriots. A young guy out of University of Oregon after he transferred there from University of Colorado. So far this season, he has a sack, a pick, and three PBUs. He's played really well. Um, Faced A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith in week one. Didn't play too bad there as they almost won it. Week two, he faced... he. Faced Tyreek Hill for most of the game, and Tyreek had 40 yards. Um, And then this past week, he had a sack against the Cowboys. Um, Not really 
he didn't he played outside. CD was mainly in the slot, so he didn't go up against a big time receiver. But he's played really well so far. Um, I haven't seen like any mistakes, at least that have been notable enough to be on social media. But I'm sure he's had some mishaps early on, just being a rookie and stuff like that. But it looks like his games transla- translated really quickly. Uh, excited to see how he progresses. And I mean, he's looking like he was a steal at 17 so far. So um, if he's going to continue to have a blitzing role with one sack, um, I think that would be beneficial depending on who his matchup is. And yeah, looking forward to see him keep on playing well. I think always had a great rookie year. Um, cannot believe the league let him fall to 17 and go play for Bill Belichick of all coaches. Um, number six player in both of our boards. CB1 for both of us. Um, thought he was a, one of the rare blue chip type talents in the draft last year. I feel like he was a pretty high floor guy. Uh, my guy for this week is going to be, I'm going to go with the Charger, but I think this is well-deserved. This is not just a homer pick, given the stats he's put up so far. is edge rusher Tui Tui Pelotu out of USC, um, drafted at 20 years old. He just turned 21 on the, the 3rd of September, so guy couldn't even, he can barely buy alcohol barely by go get a beer and he's been dominating so far um 13 pressures on the season five sacks three hits uh five hurries nine tackles and he's got eight run stops on the year the impressive thing this past week against minnesota he was an absolute monster uh nine pressures three sacks three hits um three hurries he had three run stops this week four last week against the titans a really good titans running offense four run stops last week was big um not been a tweener that people thought he would be he was i know he was edge seven for me uh let's see i think he was on 37 on my big board um you know young guy super young a lot of projection with him uh it's clearly translated what he's been able to do i think the joe alt tape that we, i kind of talked about with him when i talked about him he's just my original edge five when back in january when we did edge rushers first um or second maybe um really liked him thought the joe alt tape was good didn't know if kind of what the role he'd have in the nfl um, certainly the, I like the role he has with the Chargers, and I think that the Chargers did a home run with him, drafted him, what, 50-30, yeah, 53 overall, uh, by the, or 54 overall by the Chargers. Um, really big fan of that draft pick. I was a big fan of it when it happened. I know when we did the draft, when Brett and I watched the draft, I, I like to be like, I want to watch the pick happen live. And so Brett like looks at me, he's like, you're going to like the pick, trust me. And I was like, all right, like we'll see. And I was even like, I hope they pick Thule here. Like, that'd be a really good pick if they pick my guy. Um, so... Value for my board for sure. Picked him, you know, 30 something overall player for me at, at 54. Um, certainly looks like he's going to have more value than just that. Uh, kind of going up, going into his, kind of the future. Um, but yeah, he's had, he's had a really, really good, uh, you know, rookie again, a monster game this past week. I think he's probably just numbers wise leader for defensive player of the year. Just considering he has 13 pressures through three games and five sacks is pretty impressive. Um, the fact that he's got, <laughs> he's got what we're playing 17 games he's got 14 more games to get five sacks at double digits as a rookie is impressive so um really really love what i've seen from him so far for the chargers and um a needed 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 nail of a pick in the second round at the edge rusher position given the fact that they're going to have to cut one of joe Bosa or Khalil mack probably Khalil mack next offseason yeah local guys look pretty good so far up to this point in the season um my offensive guy C.J. Stroud, my QB1, um, Texans selected him second overall out of Ohio State. Pretty young, but had all the tools to be a successful pro quarterback, and he's looked pretty good so far. Um, four touchdowns, so not not a lot of touchdowns through 
three games, but I mean, across the league, we've seen a lot a drop in QB touchdowns, um, 906 yards and no turnovers. So those are both big numbers for him, especially with the kind of talent he has around him isn't great. Um, their offensive line is supposed to be good, but they've been banged up. So they haven't really been that great. Um, he had not a bad week one against the Ravens. 64% completion percentage, 65 on the year uh, through three games. He's been sacked a lot, unfortunately, but this past week against the Jags in Jacksonville, he wasn't sacked, um, which can always help. And then he had 390 yards against the Colts last week in a loss. So he's looked like about what people thought he would, just pretty composed, um, you know, making all the right decisions, putting throws on the money, um, Nathaniel Dell's been a big addition for him. I was really high on him. So looking good. Uh, the offense is looking pretty good, and it should only improve when they get some O-linemen back. CJ looks really good. He's taking care of the football, which I think is a big one. Um, you know, the fact that he's done this well so far with pressure has been good. Um, been pressured a lot 20% of the time. Sorry, 20% of the time, I believe. Let's see. Sacked five times, sacked six times. Credit to Devonta, his offensive line, for not getting him sacked last week against the Jags. It's a big part of his good performance. Um, it's basically, He's going to throw a lot, I think. I think we're going to see him have a lot of volume and yards. He's going to be down in games, which certainly helps. And I'll also say credit to Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator. Um, done a good job putting him in successful positions. It's hard to be. It's hard for any quarterback to come in and be successful, let alone rookies to come in and be successful. So um, credit to Bobby Slowick for doing that, but also credit to CJ, making good choices with the football, putting it where it needs to be. Um, and just being accurate, honestly, that's a big one. Accuracy is big. Adjusted completion percentages are all over 70%, uh, 78% this past week. So really big week for him in week three against the Jags. Uh, I don't want to say a coming out party because he had 384 yards the prior week against the Colts. So, um, But certainly a really good week for him. Keeping the turnover-worthy plays low. He had two the first week against Baltimore and won the last won the last two weeks. So turnover-worthy plays at four the first three weeks for rookie quarterback is outstanding. Um, he's definitely been the best rookie so far. Um, obviously both Richardson and, and Ben Bryce dealing with injuries, both those guys kind of having trouble, I think adjusting to the NFL, adjusting to speed of the game, all that kind of thing. I think it helps kind of part of it's just coming from SEC offenses where a little more protected. So good on CJ for getting ready to go and, and being, and being ready from week one. Um, I'll get my guy here and then we'll be out of here. Um, number one player on my board, uh, going into the year or going into the draft, um, I know the number three player on Brett's board, my RB1. I think everybody's RB1 except for the Lions. <laughs> um, but that's going to be B. John Robinson. Um, guy's been an absolute monster so far. Uh, 120, 124 rushing yards against Green Bay two weeks ago. Um, 213 yards on the ground so far. No no, no rushing touchdowns. Look at his receiving numbers. 102 receiving yards in the year. Touchdown, 14 receptions on 17 targets. So um, the guy's kind of been what's kept that offense afloat. Given the fact the quarterback play has been not very good, offensive line's been bad. Um, the guy's been everything he's been, as advertised. Um, he's been every, literally everything that he's was advertised as he has been and better. So uh, I know the, the numbers aren't like super super gaudy through through three weeks, but when you look at the play and you look at how he's been performing on the field, um, it's it's pretty insane what he's been able to do as a rookie. Um, He's going to make a case to be one of the best backs in the NFL by the time the season's over, probably just just give him the way he has played and the usage he's going to get. I hope he stays healthy. You kind of think he's going to just being a rookie and not having a lot of hits on his body. Um, 
again, I hope he's healthy. So running back position is really injured right now, and it's just kind of a total nightmare um, kind of across the board. But that said, um, he's been really, really good this year. He's been awesome for them. Um, like I said, like a home run pick because he was picked seventh overall. So like, or eighth overall, so you, you better be making good picks at eight overall. So um, that said, Bijan's had a great year. Um, definitely a guy that I wanted to get on, kind of get on early because I feel like he's just going to keep having a good week. So I feel like just get him out of the way early here. Same with, um, with Thule. And I think the same concept for same thought process for Brett with CJ and, and Gonzalez. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get this rookie watch in. I know we spend all, you know, we spend all spring scouting these guys and lead up to the draft. And then I know I feel, at least me, I feel like in the past couple of years, I've had guys I really liked, like Christian Darrell was a guy that I loved in 2021. And, um, Chargers didn't pick him, so I kind of just stopped watching him. And he had a great second year last year, obviously. So just an example of a guy that I kind of followed throughout the draft process and invest a lot of time into watching and, and scouting. And um hate to see all that kind of work fall by the wayside. Obviously, it's not. We were doing the pod and we're doing, you know, watching the draft and stuff like that. But I like to follow these guys a little more in the NFL. So just just a way for us to do that, check in on them, see how they're doing. Um, but I think these four rookies have been four of the best rookies in the NFL so far. Um, at least guys that were taken early on in the draft. I know we had three first round picks and a high second round pick. So um, kind of what we'll talk about for the most part on here. But again, um, wanted to just kind of keep these guys on everyone's radar and keep it on our radar on your guys' radar. So um, keep it up every week. Probably do an offensive guy and defensive guy for each of us each week, most likely. Um, kind of keep it going through through the rest of the 14 weeks of the 15 weeks of the season, really. Um, through week 18 and then maybe, maybe even in the play. Maybe we'll talk playoffs as well. So. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm glad the rookies are playing well. I like seeing rookies play well. It's obviously um, why we live the draft. So I'm glad we're going to do this kind of going forward. Yeah, I look forward to getting these to y'all every week. Um, the rookie watch is a fun kind of segment just to, like you said, talk about some guys that we did some work on earlier in the year. Um, seeing things pan out, obviously, a lot of guys aren't going to pan out in this fashion this early on in the season especially if ever so uh, good to see you know the rookie class overall having a pretty big impact on the nfl season to this point who's gonna you know step up their game and who's gonna fall off a little bit in that rookie class i guess we'll see as the season progresses but we're looking forward to talking about these guys different guy each week and yeah just putting a little extra information in it for y'all and then should be a fun week at NFL. I think we have a lot of close spreads. Um, college football should be another good week as well. I think when you look across the board, it's maybe the best NFL week yet in terms of matchups. We've had a lot, a lot more interconference matchups this week. Um, not as like more AFC versus NFC. So um, should be fun. I think this these match some of these matchups this week, a lot of divisional ones as well, should have playoff implications down the stretch. So look out for that. Um, these games will probably be a little bigger as the season goes, obviously, but you know, you want to win all the ones that you can early in the season, especially with bye weeks coming up, um, you know, looking to make some adjustments. So I'll pretty much wrap up the sixth edition of Thursday turf talk today. Um, looking forward to getting y'all another one next week, but before that we will have episode 55, I believe on Tuesday where we recap the Ryder Cup, um, you know, kind of preview the playoff matchups as every playoff seed will pretty much be finalized. So a big week next weekend or next Tuesday for the episode. And then just in a couple more weeks after that, we'll have NBA starting. So good time to be a sports fan. And we'll try to keep you, you all up to date on all the latest sports news, um, at least big time, big picture news. Um, 
But yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in a few days.